Hello, welcome back to What is Qualitative Research Anyway? My name is Vicki. So what we are looking at now is the third chapter in Qualitative Research Methods, um, the Ethical Issues in Research. So it covers many different um, parts of keeping your work ethically grounded. We'll try to just cover the main important parts uh, for the sake of time. One of the main um, parts in the beginning of the chapter that is very important is that it um, makes you aware that as social scientists, there is a deeper need for um, having ethical work, um, ethical research and study because you are working with human beings, you are uh, invited into their lives, into their minds, uh, their thoughts, their you know, what they value and believe in. So it's important to stay ethically grounded, especially in this field of work. Uh, one topic that it discusses or point is research and ethics and historical perspective. And I think um, just to kind of touch on it real quick, one of the most important ones is the National Research Act that instituted, instituted uh, IRBs or institutional review boards uh, for any um, institutions that sponsored research, uh, which I think is important. You want to make sure that it's being reviewed, um, it's consistent with, you know, ethical, uh, with ethics, um, and then from there it moves on to informed consent and implied consent. I think one of the main differences there is that um, informed consent is there is a written statement. It is uh, signed and made aware and then with implied consent, um, if you're doing a survey or a questionnaire or a interview recording, um, the implication is there that you are willing to participate in the study, you know, you're given the information and if you choose to proceed, um, that is your implied consent. Then we move on to confidentiality and anonymity. Uh, so it does uh, distinguish that they aren't synonyms, they are uh, separate in that confidentiality is your effort, your proactiveness to make sure that the um, uh, individual in the study is, uh, their information is kept confidential and then anonymity is referring to um, that the subject will just be nameless, they will not be named in the study. So in uh, using, you know, pseudonyms, and then this goes into, um, you know, as far as keeping records, you want to make sure to safeguard them, um, not to keep them longer than necessary. After from here, it goes on to discuss different instances where um, there was a breach in, um, or a violation in the research as far as like the Tuskegee uh, syphilis tests that were done on black males. Uh, without their knowledge. Here, I think it's good to move on to um, just some ethical concerns and behavioral research and how you should uh, possibly, you know, interact with the uh, individual, you know, participants. Um, I think one concern or a concern mentioned in the book is, you know, voluntary um, participation depending on the setting you know it may not be voluntary uh, if you are uh, like it mentions you know a teacher asking students or a professor 
to participate. They may see if they don't participate, um, there might be a bad grade that they might receive. Um, and just different settings it gives, but it also goes on to um, explain covert versus over researcher roles and it gives different, uh, gives different examples like complete participant where the researcher will enter um, and as a uh, participant in the study they won't make themselves known they'll be full participants um, participant as observer where the researcher adopts this role or he or she is accepting an overt or announced role as a researcher observer as participant um, research researchers have the role of uh, the observer as a participant moving away from the idea of participation and then complete observer when a researcher uses the complete observer role it tends to be an overt and announced role as a researcher um, from here the chapter moves on to uh, I think a more contemporary subject as far as cyberspace you know how to protect children Thing is an important topic right now because when you're dealing with the internet you may not know who you're speaking to you may um, be told that you're speaking to an adult and you're not um, and then um, from there it moves on to different like other misconducts but I think one to focus on is the parts where in the end it talks about why it works and why it fails in this it's explaining you know why this type of research works and it's it's showing that, you know, social scientists are in this field for um, the, the benefit of, of humans, you know, of the social interaction, um, of benefiting to that research to try to make things better. But then there's always, you know, the downside and as far as what it's discussing with how it fails, that um, sometimes if you're new to this, as like uh, myself as a student, uh, recognizing maybe triggers in your uh, participants, knowing, you know, when to stop, when it's time to, you know, call it quits, give it some space, um, and not, you know, pushing the envelope. And then also um, knowing that this type of work is uh, hard. It requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of dedication. Um, so you have to be committed to the process, um, which I think for new researchers can be difficult. And I think that's something that for myself um, does worry me as far as my future project that I'll have uh, in this course and just putting myself uh, outside of my comfort zone to talk to other people, especially on a topic of feminism, which uh, right now contemporarily is uh, an important topic as far as women's, you know, rights and just seeing what other people's perspectives are. I need to uh, respect any boundaries that may um, come up and um, but also stay dedicated to my work. But I do look forward to it. And thanks for listening.